Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. We're going to win in Virginia. You see, what happens in Virginia? My fellow Virginians. Will in large part determine what happens in 2022, 24, and on. This is the Biden policy. There's a big wake-up call. The majority is broken. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Oh, yes. To uh, quote Winston Sears, how sweet it is. <laughs> I mean, wow. Uh, we still don't know what's going on in New Jersey. A lot of people don't know what's going on in New Jersey uh, ever. But uh, uh, it is uh, a neck-and-neck race in New Jersey. You know, uh, Murphy was ahead of uh, Citarelli. And uh, they found out that one of the areas, was it a county or a, pre- uh, a district? Or anyway, part of New Jersey double counted. And I thought to myself, oh, boy, <laughs> here we go. Well, after yesterday, let's hope that uh, what Kamala Harris says, we, we hope she's right. for Constipation once. woman. Uh, and whatever happens in, in today will we'll What happens predict. in Virginia will happen in 2022, 2024, and beyond. Yeah, I hope she's right. I hope you're right, Kamala. <laughs> uh. So, um, big night last night. And, uh, we, you know, we, we thought yesterday that there was a good chance that we'd see victory in Virginia. And uh, Yunkin did beat McAuliffe, was ahead the whole night. Mm-hmm. Now, at the end, it tightened up. It was about at the end of the day, it was about three and a half points, something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, you know, one, I mean, he was up by 12, 15 points a couple of times. But, uh, you know, some of the, the, well, the big thing was Fairfax County in Northern Virginia didn't come in for the longest time. And I, we were texting back and forth last night, and we we're thinking, oh boy, here, here we go again. Fairfax County, the largest county in the state of Virginia, they're going to hold out until they find out how many votes they need to overcome Yunkin. And uh, they'll, you know, if Yunkin's ahead by 203,000 votes uh, at the midnight hour, Fairfax County will chime in. Oh, we have 203,001 votes. Gee, how about that? Fortunately, it didn't happen. Why is it? Why is it? It's always the bluest, largest. So should be the most sophisticated precincts. Yeah. It's always, <laughs> you know, I mean, they were supposed to have it in what three o'clock yesterday. I think the early votes. I think it's basically <laughs> well, it's, it, it could be one of two things. Cheating is certainly a possibility, but the other possibility is uh, it's full of uh, incompetent uh, workers. What can I say? I mean, you know, you look at the look at the federal government. You think, my goodness, the federal government. Uh, wow, they should have all the resources in the world, right? And uh, yet they. <laughs> they couldn't run a lemonade stand. Did you watch any of the coverage on Fox last night? Yeah, with, yeah. Was, um, was it Bill Hemmer, I think is his mm-hmm. name? The guy at the board. Yeah, he does a really good job yeah. Of, yeah. of really dissecting the precincts. Yeah, that was interesting. Three thoughts came to my mind and three passages of Scripture. I, what are you talking about, Lamprecht? I'll tell you. Uh, first of all, let me say, I mean, since last November— how many times on this program have we said, pray, pray for America, pray that the people would wake up? I, 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 you got to say, looking at what happened yesterday, that was answered prayer. Mm-hmm. That was answered prayer. But three thoughts came to mind. One, Proverbs 21, 1. The heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord, and like rivers of water, he channels it wherever he will. I mean, God's sovereignty was 
alive and well. And I would say, too, that Yunkin and Sears both very strong, outspoken Christians. And, uh, in fact, I've got a portion of uh, Winsome Sears' acceptance speech last night when she claimed victory. Has she actually been declared the winner yet? I don't think she has. Mm, I thought she had. Had she? Was, was she declared herself the winner last night, declared victory? But uh, You mean it wasn't white supremacy at work last well, night? Well, well. No. <laughs> um, but the other thing that I, I thought of was uh, Proverbs sixteen eighteen. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. And boy, did the Democrats fall last night, and boy, do they have a haughty spirit. I mean, really, one of the reasons why they got shellacked as bad as they did was this, and it was, you know, most evident up in Loudoun County and the attitudes they had in the the public schools and the school boards and all that, but you just talk about a, a haughty, arrogant spirit with these Democrats, and they always do this. They overplay their hand. Mm-hmm. They think, oh, we're in charge now, and so we can do whatever we darn well please, and we're going to just shove it down the throats of these people, whether they like it or not. I, I also thought it's too bad that, uh, I mean, on one hand, I'm glad he, d- he can't run for re-election, but it's too bad Roy. this didn't happen when Roy Cooper was running for re-election because I would think— you know, he doesn't have to worry about running for re-election. Now he might want to run for another office. But if Roy Cooper had to be running for re-election, I don't think he would be, today, I don't think he would be vetoing as many bills as he has been vetoing. I, I think Roy Cooper's politics, elected office is over. I mean, he'll be, we can only hope. He'll be appointed to things, but I, I don't— We can uh, only hope. There'll be, have to be some time between COVID and his responses in North Carolina— and running for another office, I, I think, but could be wrong. But he'll, you know, those Democrats, uh, you know, the usual suspects, they get, they show up and get appointed to this and that. Oh and, yeah, you know, yeah, it's like a lousy football coach. They yeah. always somehow get another gig. Uh, the third thing I thought of though is First Corinthians sixteen thirteen: Be on the alert, stand firm in the faith, be men of courage, be strong. And what I'm saying there is, guys and gals, inevitably, conservatives have a big victory like last night, and we go back to sleep. Mm, yep. We think it's like the Atlanta Braves who beat the uh, Houston Astros last night. It's over. We won the World Series. Hey, this is great. We don't have to do anything until spring training next week. I guarantee you that the uh, hoi polloi in the Democratic Party are already gotten together and they're already strategizing. What do we do? How do we win from here? How do we, how do we rebuild from here? And, and when I'm talking about grassroots now, folks. You know, we, we've, we got some good victories, and we have some good people in place, but, boy, you can't go to sleep. You can't say, ah, now I can, now I can go on vacation. I mean, this, is, this isn't a baseball game. This is a chess match that will never be over. This is a lifelong chess match. And right now we need to be thinking about, okay, what's our next move? Well, at that point, I remember when Steve Logan was a football coach here. Um, yes, yes, football. But I remember him saying, it's as important uh, how you handle a win as it is how you handle a loss. Oh, yeah. And so to, to that yeah. point. Uh, Bingo. They've got to they've gotta, you know, just not uh, assume 2022's in the bag. I used to like Larry Sabato. I used to think he was, I mean, he did, he did a good job conning people thinking that he really was not, you know, biased one way or the other, that he was just 
looking at the numbers and trying to come up with, you know, accurate. Sort of like Bill Crystal. Uh, full, but what happened to Bill full, Crystal? Fooling people that he was a conservative. <laughs> Bill Crystal, the guy that started the Weekly Standard. Oh, my goodness. He endorsed McAuliffe. Yeah, it's that was unbelievable when I heard that. I, <laughs> what in the world is going on? You know, and again, we, I think we've talked about this before. I think guys like Bill Crystal are ticked because he hasn't been revered as the godfather of conservatism. And I think he's, and I think his attitude, and I'm speculating here, but I think his attitude is, well, I'm going to take my ball and go home. If I can't be the, the chief, you know, the head honcho, I'm not going to play. Well, I think he's one of those that fall in the category, you know, they call him the, like the K Street lobbyist in Washington, D.C. You know, Trump, um, Trump didn't invite them to the party. Right. Trump did not make them have generational wealth by bringing them to the ad campaign. I mean, let's just face it. And that's why there's so many anti-Trump Republicans, because they didn't get an invitation to the dance when he was running. Now, Bill, now maybe he's already doing this, but, I, you know, I guess Bill Crystal wants a gig on MSNBC or CNN as the token, quote, conservative. <laughs> and, you know, oh, this is a conservative talking now. Oh, oh he endorsed McAuliffe. There's absolutely no way that you can profess to have any conservative principles at all if you say you supported Terry McAuliffe. Yeah, I mean, I mean the guy is right out of – I mean, he's a Clinton. And, I mean, pro-abortion, anything he, socialist, he, uh, communist, pro-Clinton is is, Larry, is um, he, uh, Terry McAuliffe. He actually doesn't have any ideals. He just – he will be whatever yeah. he needs yeah. to be when he needs to be it. Sort of like Bill Clinton was. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Bill Clinton would lick his finger and stick it in the air to see which way the political winds were blowing <laughs> well, and then know. make a decision. I didn't know where you're going now with that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But so, agreed. <laughs> cut three, uh, Clark. Larry Sabato. Now, again, I think he's shown his true colors, but boy, he didn't uh, mince words last night. What do you think the story is here tonight thus far? The story is, I'm not going to call it a blowout because we don't have the final uh, final uh, numbers, but I will tell you, somebody in uh, high up in uh, McAuliffe's camp who was there with McAuliffe, uh, Put it this way to me about an hour ago. It's a bloodbath. And it was. <laughs> it was. But, you know, <clears throat> playing devil's advocate here and saying not so fast. I, I, I haven't analyzed. I might deny it if I get a chance because I like analyzing numbers because I'm a geek that way. But, um, you know, it's not a presidential election. Right. And, and the turnout numbers. Um, In Virginia, they were really good. Yeah, now, now I, it wasn't good as the presidential, but yeah. compared to other gubernatorials, Oh uh, yeah, it, it yeah. was it was three million. I think uh, uh, four years ago it was mm-hmm. like two point eight, and uh, eight years ago it was like two point two million. But if you believe the percentages, although the turnouts were were not necessarily the same, but if you believe the percentages and you you look at math and 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 put that to the total population, you know the even the even the percentages in the red counties was a much bigger sweep for Yunkin than Donald oh, yeah. Trump. Yes, yes, and then in the the clear blue precincts, I mean, it was 10, 12, 15, 20-point yes. differences. Well, and if you looked at the state of Virginia map, the counties, uh, in terms of how many, how many counties are there in Virginia? Probably, mm. It's probably a little less than North Carolina, say 75, just a guess. Well, if the 75, 65 were won by Yunkin. Now, granted, I understand McAuliffe won the, the, you know, the, the major counties. 
Although uh, Chesterfield County outside of Ooh, Richmond. It's it, 95. Is it really? Yeah, okay. 95. Well, if it's 95, Yunkin <clears throat> 185. I mean, it's just all red with a few small splotches of, uh, of blue. But the liberal media, a.k.a. MSNBC and CNN, man, they went nuts last night. And, oh, my yeah, gosh. That's putting him out. If, I, you know, I know liberals have always played the race card, but, my gosh, is it getting old. Yeah, I, I got to they, they played it so hard last night, and they have been. The Democrat Party has been. I, I honestly can't see how it, just a reasonable person that, that's not, you know, there's, there's a percentage of the population, just like percentage of population Republicans, Anything could happen, and they're going to vote Democrat. And there's some Republicans right. that way. But outside of those type people, this cannot be playing well with independents and moderate Democrats right. at all. I mean, it's it's a joke. This, this whole racist uh, white supremacy type thing is an absolute joke that they keep repeating over and over and over again. And I think in Virginia, I mean, it's almost like the people were saying, we don't want to hear that crap. Yeah, but yeah. they won't listening. I'm, my hunch is, and we'll probably never know this for sure, but my hunch is there were people in yesterday's election in Virginia who had never voted Republican before. For the first time, they said, "I've had enough." And again, the the arrogance of the Democrats have just pushed people too far, and they've said, "Well, you said enough's enough. I'm not going to, you know, I refuse to be." chastised and manhandled and ridiculed and and frankly i'm I'm sick and tired of be calling been being called a racist and plus the democrats didn't listen uh how I many how many people have you known in in your career well maybe you fit this category that you know kind of ignored politics but when it affected your kids you know how, how many people never were interested in politics at all until something affected their kids at school and they decided right. to run for school board right um and and that's what was happening in Virginia, and the Democrats were tone deaf. They 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 were just not listening. Not well, and they're, and they're not coming back with reasonable arguments. This is uh, cut one. This is MB- MSNBC's Nicole Wallace, and uh, basically she's she came out last night and and said this whole critical race theory is, is total fiction. You know the old oh it's a dog whistle total fiction, and, and yet these idiots believed it. I think we know the answer to some of this. I watched Glenn Youngkin's interviews on Fox News, and he did nothing that Claire's... He did not... I mean, he worshipped at the altar of Donald Trump on Fox News. He flew an insurrection flag at his rallies. He simply didn't... He played dumb about a, 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 a Zoom rally. He did not really put much distance between himself and Donald Trump on the big lie or the deadly insurrection in which police officers were maimed by flagpoles. So... I think that the the real ominous thing is that critical race theory, which isn't real, turned the suburbs 15 points to the Trump insurrection endorsed Republican. What do Democrats do about that? This this woman ought to lose her journalism credentials entirely. I mean, three lies within that short statement. One— Calling the Gadsden flag the insurrection flag. Yeah. I mean, that's not a lie, but it's certainly a uh, misrepresentation. Then <laughs> then she was talking about how, you know, he worshipped at the altar of Donald Trump. Oh, my goodness. 
I mean, the, the guy, now, when Donald Trump endorsed him, he said, thank you very much. And that's, that's about that's all about he said. That was it. I mean, that's, that's to your point about her as a journalist, she, she's not that bad a journalist. She's a liar. There's no yeah. other way for it. She's a liar. That's a hard, harsh word to use someone, but she, she's a liar, and she knows she's a liar. And then she t- says, oh, and the police officers that get that got beaten with flagpoles oh, my at goodness. the January 6th. Oh, where? Where are they? The only person that was hurt was someone that was shot by a cop. But that, that person was, it was okay to shoot that person. Yeah. Um, th- this is the most ridiculous comments, though. Came from a ridiculous individual. Uh, racist Joy Reid, and um, she and Juan Williams apparently get the same talking points from the DNC. Cut two. And the exit poll showed that, that, which was interesting, that the coronavirus or that the virus was a very As low was not importance to many yes, voters. There. Was it was education, right. which is code for white parents don't like the idea of teaching right. about race. And I mean, unfortunately, race is just the most palpable tool in the toolkit used to be of the Democratic Party back right. in the day when they were Dixiecrats, and now of the Republican Party. It just is powerful. Yeah. So education is a code word for white supremacy. <laughs> I, what an uh, idiot. Uh, mm. does, does anybody... Now, I know the ratings of these uh, uh, liberal stations are terrible. You know, Fox News beats them, you know, like two to one. But does anybody listen to them without and, and and keep a straight face? I don't know about MSNBC, but um, of course the ratings for their shows are down. But you know CNN, CNN people watch a lot of CNN news for whatever reason. Their 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 opinion shows are not being followed at all. But this, I I can't imagine who actually listens to MSNBC. I mean, if you're if you believe what she is saying, then you're just you're gosh, you're a stupid person. I <laughs> no other way to say it. Jake Tapper said he was absolutely shocked to see the results. I, you know, now I was in all honesty, I was not shocked to see the results of Virginia. I wouldn't say I was shocked to see New Jersey because we talked about this yesterday on the program that you know there was a shot. I was pleasantly surprised. Now again, we don't know who's going to win, and and by the way, we're probably not going to know. Uh, until probably sometime this weekend because they're allowed to count absentee ballots that were postmarked by, I believe, 5 o'clock yesterday. They are allowed to count them up through Friday. So uh, chances are we're not going to know until yeah, sometime out. this weekend. Look out. Yeah. yeah. When it's this close, and again, that's what Newt Gingrich said about the Virginia race. If this is going to be down to the wire this close, uh, the Democrats will steal it. Uh, yeah, you're right. I, I don't know, you know, Jack uh, Citarelli, I don't know how many uh, attorneys he has up there with eyes on the Board of Elections, but, boy, I'd get somebody over there quick. I would really like to know how many in New Jersey went and voted j- just for whoever was against Murphy, the Democrat, because, uh, you know, <laughs> I'd actually never heard of uh the Republican in New Jersey, uh, what, Cinderella? Jack Citarelli? Yeah, I've yeah. never heard of him. I really hadn't. I know, but most people haven't. He's a businessman. He's got a background. Uh, uh, he was also an assemblyman in the uh, state uh, legislature, I believe. But, but uh, I mean, that should not have been. I mean, the polls were like 15, oh, 20 yeah, points yeah. just a couple weeks ago. Well, you know, something you mentioned earlier, uh, it, it is interesting that 
in Virginia. Now, I, I really don't know. I can't say about up in New Jersey, but in Virginia, it was the highest vote turnout for a gubernatorial election ever. And again, it wasn't as big as the presidential election. But, you know, normally you would say to yourself, well, the enthusiasm for the Republicans is a lot greater. The, re- the Democrats was not that great. And thus, the Democrats just didn't come out and vote. Well, they did yesterday. They did come out and vote yesterday. But the problem is they didn't vote for their guy. Right. <laughs> they voted for Youngkin. And uh, it's really going to be interesting, you know, to, to see the detailed follow-up how independents voted. Because, I, you know, this really is going to be a indicative. Uh, Kamala Harris is, you know, a broken clock is right twice a day. Kamala Harris was right when she said this will be an indicator to what happens in 2022 and 2024. I think she's right. I bet uh, that was not scripted. <laughs> and I bet she her. regrets saying it. Yeah, because I just, you know, as desperate as, as the McAuliffe campaign seemed the last week or two, I just can't imagine them putting that <laughs> you know, for her script to read oh, yeah. it. I, I, th- oh, yeah. I think she had lived on that one. Well, and the very fact that, look, look, last night when I was watching. It should have been planned. <laughs> when I was watching the returns, my wife and I were watching, and it was probably about 1030 when they, and I was looking at the, the results, and I'm thinking to myself, well, if uh, McAuliffe were to win all the rest of the votes in Fairfax County, he would basically just tie. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm thinking, why aren't they calling it for this guy? But I knew that Yunkin had won about 1030 because had, they had on the TV screen shots of the two uh, places where they're going to have you know the election results parties. And you saw Yunkin, and it was packed. You saw McAuliffe, and there was like two people mm-hmm. there, and uh, you know popping the balloons because they didn't have anything else to do. And I, I told my wife right then and there. <laughs> I said, Youngkin's won. Well, those, McCullough's people have gone home. As you know better than I do, those campaign people that are close to the campaign, and, and most of the time the people there in those rooms, they're pretty close to the campaign. They, they know the numbers better than any news network. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Yeah. But again, know. getting back to the media, all, wanting to blame, you know, the Joy Reads of the world, you know, it's all about racism. You know, this is, this is a bunch of racist. Uh, Democratic National Committee Chairman Jamie Harrison you know, he was the, the latest to accuse um, Yunkin of uh, using a racist dog whistle. And, you know, and the critical race theory, you know, oh, we just want to teach children about black history. No, you don't. This is Marxist propaganda. And the irony that you're, you're, you would embrace critical race theory, which is racist, in that you're judging people by the color of their skin— and yet the only reason the Republicans won was because of a bunch of racists. And I'm thinking to myself, has any of these idiots noticed that Winsome Sears is black? Yeah. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> She's from, uh, is she from Cuba? Jamaica? Jamaica. Yeah. Jamaica, yeah. Unbelievable. Came here as a kid. I mean, yeah. that's an American dream story. Well, we're going to have some of her speech in a little bit. we got to take a break. But uh, it was one of these speeches when I was listening to it. I, I, literally, I, I don't want to sound overly emotional, but it's one that brings tears to your eyes because it's a great story. We're going to share a little bit of that with you when we get back. Stay with us. This is your Drive at Five and ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Today is National Sandwich Day. Hmm. 
one of my favorite uh, people. From the Earl of Sandwich? I guess so. (laughs) It is uh, November the 3rd, the post-election day. Take a look at your weather forecast. A slight chance of rain after 2 a.m. tonight, otherwise mostly cloudy. Crisp, low around 41. Thursday, a chance of rain and uh, gusty winds. Chance of rain 30% tomorrow. High tomorrow, only 54. Tomorrow night, patchy frost. It'll mm. be the first frost of the year, isn't it? It will be. Yeah. yeah. So a, a low bit. tomorrow night of 36 mm. and uh, some low-lying areas, I guess. Would it be low-lying that gets the more chance of a frost? I think so. I just read the weather. I don't understand it. We are uh, in the beginning of a mass extinction. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, Clark. Right on, right on time there, Clark. Good job. That is uh, what? What's her name? Um, she, Greta. Greta. Greta Thunberg. How dare you? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> she was over in uh, Scotland this week, having a big time. She was uh, <laughs> probably did, flew in did, a did, private plane. Oh yeah. Did Did you hear her singing over there? Mm-mm. She and her other little high school buddies were singing. Um, to the tune of she'll be coming around the mountain. I should like. be back in school. <laughs> she was singing, uh, take your climate summit and shove it up your aunt. Take your climate summit and shove it up your aunt. Yeah, well, was, you didn't see that? No, I didn't. Oh, yeah. I did see her. Uh, I did see her lame president. Um, False lame? <laughs> no. At the climate summit. I mean, okay, let's. he's at the climate summit. When asked the question <laughs> about the causes of inflation, he said, of course, everyone knows the COVID supply chain issues and just that Russia and OPEC nations just refusal to pump more oil. What an idiot. <laughs> I mean, first of all, uh, we, we're probably somewhat right. I mean, we won't mention that, hey, you just closed down our pipeline, closed down us you know, drilling in, on, on federal, federal lands land. and yeah. stuff. But you're at a climate summit, and you said, "Well, yeah. we we'd have better, uh, we'd be, would have inflation so bad if those Russians would uh, OPEX would just pump more oil." What an idiot! I mean, he's an idiot. He's yeah. a laughing stock. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we're going back and forth to the election. I, no, no, that's good. I think it's all good. Um, there's a story that I guess WBTV broke down in Charlotte, and it sounds almost identical to the Loudoun County story. Where that uh, guy raped the uh, 15-year-old girl. Mm. Uh, This is off the WBTV website. A sophomore student at Hawthorne Academy High School was suspended late last month after reporting being sexually assaulted by a male classmate. The female sophomore student said she reported the assault to the school officials after sitting through a Title IX education class at the beginning of the school year. School officials alerted police to the report. Uh, uh, Charlotte Mecklenburg Police Department investigated and ultimately pressed charges against a minor for sexual battery as a result of the female student's report, according to a um, police department spokesperson. Despite the charges by police, school administrators at Hawthorne Academy High School accused the female of filing a false report and suspended her. The girl's outraged mother called WBTV's chief investigative reporter, Nick Oshner, uh, whose uh, ongoing investigation has shined a light on Charlotte Mecklenburg High School's handling of a reported uh, tapes and sexual assaults. And I think that's my uh, computer talking to me. 
the 15-year-old sophomore student recounted the nearly daily harassment she experienced from the male student until one day she said it turned into more. He would, like, come into the bathroom, and he would push me into the stall, and, uh, yeah, he sexually assaulted her. WBTV agreed not to identify the girl or the mother since the girl reported being a victim of sexual violence. Uh, the school did not, uh, I'm sorry, the school did their own investigation and uh, said, hey, look, unfortunately, it looks like there's no evidence that shows that what your daughter is saying took place. The mother said, we're going to have to give her a day of suspension. And so they did. Um, really? You, you, would, yeah, I, you know, it's, it's sort of interesting. Now, I, I do not believe, I, I believe you need to do an investigation, but you're going to have your school supersede the police department? Yeah, you know, well, <clears throat> I've got boys, you've got girls, but t- teenagers will lie. Yeah, oh, sure. <laughs> I mean, they will, sure. will lie. But anytime there's they something. They will? <laughs> Do they really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anytime there's something like this, I mean, you you got to have a, I mean, I don't believe you always believe the, the accuser. I mean, you got to have an investigation. But to your point. The Charlotte Mecklenburg Police Department filed charges. Yeah. I mean, they're professional investigators. Yeah. And you're going to then suspend the girl because you think your investigation led to something different? Yeah. That, I, I, just, can't, I just can't believe it. When I read that, I, I had to reread it and say, is this a, is this a, a fake website or something? Yeah. Because it just makes no sense whatsoever. By the way, um, going back and forth to the election here, um, We got some possible breaking news, huh. maybe. No, no. Who's this guy, Jack? Oh, I just got a text. Got a text from the P man. The oh, uh, Patrick Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Patrick. Uh, it's probably on mine as well. Yeah, I am on here. I didn't look at it yet though. Um, an individual is saying that Pelosi is telling people she is not running for re-election tonight. She doesn't want to be tied to the twenty twenty two. So she's not going to resign. She just perhaps will announce tonight that she's not going to run for re-election. How old is the old gal? Gosh, she's got to be 80. Easy. Yeah. I mean, I, sometimes, well, until the last few months, I used to say I thought she was more senile than Biden. But I, I think. 81. Oh, thank wow. you. Wow. So well, she's had some surgery. White House Chief of Staff. Oh, you think? <laughs> she's had her face lifted so many times she breathes through her belly button. White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain is uh, on a tweet spree today. This morning, he attempted to salvage Biden's socialist Build Back Better agenda. Quote, this is what he tweeted, quote, on status, the inability of Democrats so far, at least to deliver on the promises Joe Biden made last year, is an unforced error. The months of infighting and sausage making must come to an end. We must pass these two historic bills and then explain what they will do to create jobs, cut taxes, and help working families afford the essentials. As our latest public opinion research shows, voters don't know what's in the bills, and what they think they know they mostly don't like. So in other words, the White House is doubling down, and they're not saying, man, we are total screw-ups, and the public does not like anything we do, it's all about misinformation. They don't have the right information. And had we passed these two bills, we would not have gotten the shellacking we got. Um, I got news for you, bud. 
they do know what's in the bills, and that's why you got the slacking that you got. Well, can you imagine what, um, you know, they make this big deal, and they had a, supposedly had a meeting at the White House, what, last weekend, weekend before last, between Biden and uh, Manchin and maybe Schumer and Pelosi. But anyway, when when Biden is at press conferences, I mean, what well, few times he's in public, I mean, he he is as prepared as you can get, Joe Biden. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's uh, you know he not is. much, but no, but, but as best you can. Yeah. But can you imagine what he's like behind closed doors in actual negotiations? He's probably in the corner snoring, eating his ice cream cone. Yeah, why why some you know why someone's actually part of the negotiations? I mean, he he doesn't have the mental faculties to <laughs> pull a deal together. No, I mean, no, no, no way. By the way, in other political action, Democrat Eric Adams up in New York City is the new mayor. He defeated uh, the Republican candidate Curtis Slywell. And uh, now the only positive thing about this is that Adams, a uh, former state senator and police captain, had been very much pro-police. So it's going to be interesting to see if the police force can hang on and get around de Blasio's vaccination mandate, will the new mayor, Eric Adams, rescind the vaccination mandate for the police department? He, he was pretty high up in the police department, yeah, right? he, I think he was the... Was, <clears throat> was he, he the chief? chief? I don't know. He was a police captain. Maybe he wasn't yeah, the chief, but, but he was, was like captain. a career guy, yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah. And, uh, and and his whole campaign was about basically about crime. Yeah, and he <clears throat> was pro-police. The um, And now, listen, the reason why... The Democrat won in New York City the ratio of Democrats to Republicans <laughs> seven to one. Yeah, Republicans not winning. No, I mean, how, no. how did I'm surprised? Did, I'm surprised to get any Republicans to run. Yeah, how did Giuliani ever win in New York? I, I just good question. I just don't Rudy. Oh, we don't have Rudy back. Uh, that shows you what a savvy political guy he is. Yeah, what, but he did clean up New York. Oh, he. Big time. The difference from the first time I went to New York in college in 87 and a few years after Rudy was just astounding. Yeah. Black and white. The um, Republicans also in New York City won four contested city council races, and uh, there's a chance that they could actually get a fifth. I couldn't find out what kind of, you know, so what does the lay of the land look like in New York? But uh, Republicans won there. Uh, Republican Mike Carey, a Trump-backed uh, coal lobbyist, uh, bested two-term state senator to win an open U.S. House seat in central Ohio. Democrat Chantel Brown coasted to victory up in Cleveland. And uh, the only other special election was Alcee Hastings' old seat. And that is neck and neck. I couldn't, I couldn't really find out who was ahead in that race down in Florida, but uh, apparently it's neck and neck. So going down to the wire. Well, hey, we got to take another time out. When we get back, I'm going to play a little bit of Winston Sears' speech. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You never know when the news will break. But leave us on, and you will. I think we want to see more details right now. On Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. Trying to figure out uh, who controls the uh, House of Delegates up in Virginia. It looks like the Republicans will control it. And it looks like, from yesterday, Republicans won 50 seats in the Virginia House of Delegates. Uh, Democrats, um, 47 
and three undecided seats. Mm. So perhaps it could end up being a tie, but they're saying Republicans are ahead. And these uh, numbers are just from an hour ago. It looks like Republicans will win at least two of those seats. So it'll probably be the the House of Delegates will be controlled by Republicans. I don't see anything on the uh, Senate in Virginia. I think the Democrats will continue to control the Senate. I'm not absolutely sure. But uh, Yunkin won the governor's race. Sears won lieutenant governor. And there's a new attorney general who um, he won um, beating the incumbent. And what's interesting about that is the incumbent has been on the wrong side of the issues. In fact, there was a a story out from last week. Uh, This the the uh, Democrat attorney general, a guy named Mark Herring, was defending a, a bill that the Virginia House of Delegates and the Senate and signed by Ralphie Boy Northam, um, the Human Rights Act, it was called. And basically, you talk about a nanny state. The Democrats in Virginia passed legislation dictating to you who you could hire or not hire for babysitters. And I'm not kidding. This bill stipulated that you could you could not go out and ask for if you were Jewish, a Jewish babysitter, if you're a Christian, a Christian babysitter. You could not have any religious limitations to who you would hire to watch your kids. Mm -hmm. What business is it of the state legislature and Ralphie boy to sign and pass such a Unbelievable. Honestly, when it's your kids, I think everything's off the table. Yeah. I mean, it's none of the government's business what I feel like what's right for yeah. my kids. These are the same people that say, you know, don't don't stick your head in my business a couple of decades ago, and now they want to tell you who you got to hire for a babysitter? Back to, uh, back to Virginia. Virginia has 40 Senate seats, 21 Democrats, 19 Republicans. And, and they've all decided, I mean, yep. it's done. Mm-hmm. So. All we got to do is get—and what's going to really be interesting now in Virginia—now, granted, I don't know, we're in North Carolina, they're in Virginia—but how many of the Democrat senators will suddenly say, hmm, maybe I shouldn't uh, be so quick to vote along party lines? Well, we talked about it in the break. I mean, a lot of political experts have said the last couple of presidential—you know, really since probably— President Obama, that Virginia now was, you know, no longer a purple state; it's a blue state, and I kind of tended to agree with them. But last night, uh, that defeats that because yeah. I mean they control the House, they have the governor, and and two uh, just two seats to flip on the Senate. I mean that's not easy, but that's that's doable. Here is Winston Sears. We can't play the whole thing because we're out of time, but uh, here's Winston Sears from last night in her acceptance speech. a loss for words for the first time in my life. You know, I love you too. I'm I'm here because of you. I'm here because you voted for me. I'm here because you put your trust in me. That's the only reason I'm here. Thank you. Thank you. I'm telling you that what you are looking at is the American dream. The American dream. 
When my father came to this country, August 11th of 1963, he came at the height of the civil rights movement from Jamaica. He came and I said to him, but it was such a bad time for us, why did you come? And he said, because America was where the jobs and the opportunities were. And he only came with $1.75. $1.75. Took any job he could find and he put himself through school and started his American dream. And then he came and got me when I was six years old. And when I stepped on that Pan Am Boeing 737 and landed at JFK, I landed in a new world. And so let me tell you this. I am not even first generation American. When I joined the Marine Corps, I was still a Jamaican. But this country had done so much for me, I was willing, willing to die for this country. And so I say to you, there are some who want to divide us, and we must not let that happen. They would like us to believe we are back in 1963 when my father came. We can live where we want. We can eat where we want. We own the water fountains. Keep her up. Keep her up. Keep her up a minute. We have had a black president elected not once but twice, and here I am living proof. In case you haven't noticed, I am black and I have been black all my life. Whatever it takes, I love the in my this is your Drive at Five and ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 1037. Welcome back in. I, I tell you, I love that speech. You need to go online and uh, Google the uh, Winsome Sears acceptance speech and watch the whole thing. She did a great job. I, it is one of those things that gives you goosebumps. Um, by the way, the most fantastic uh, election of all was a truck driver up in uh, New York who beat an incumbent uh, for a, an assemblyman uh, position in the state assembly. Uh, I'm sorry, this was in New Jersey. And uh, a guy named Ed Durr spent a total of something like um, 180 bucks. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. 150. (laughs) That's all he spent. And the Republican, Ed Durr, ended up beating the And it was a high-profile Democrat he beat, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, (laughs) hey, consider running. This might be the time. You might pull it off. There you go, Benny. Go for it. Hey, we'll see you uh, tomorrow. A little political trivia. Tomorrow at 5. See you. Bye-bye. All right, all right, all right.